Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't, Don't raise trade just yet. yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. Oh, well, round one in the books. First live show of the season. We're heading into round two. Plenty to talk about, Ado. Um, as all, round ones often are underwhelming, it seems like. Uh, in the podcasting space, I think Wilfred had the best score amongst the guys that we know. I think he had about a 1,230. So, you know, a pretty average week. But you are watching the Dual Position podcast. I am the SC Whisperer. Joined, as always, by SC Adrianosaurus. Mates, uh, in, in a couple of short words, how did you feel about round one? Yeah, um, you know, I, I went okay. So, and I'm and I'm probably got off to a fair start, which obviously puts me in good spirits for round two. I'm probably kicking myself for playing Carm Pereira. I mean, you can't be too angry at yourself because you're going to have to think of sometimes in the year that you could play someone like him. And I thought that that was a matchup where you could. So, you know, it's just sometimes you have to throw a, a gamble out there of, of a cheapie to play, and it was probably the downside for me for the week. But um, I just I, I went the big balls and just went straight in on Tommy Turbo. I had a, I had a couple of sherbets and someone dared me. You were daring me as well. So I went the captain on Turbo, and it worked out probably well. Fish with one one three seven, and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with the start. Yes, uh, Turbo did play well. I think I was baiting people on Twitter. I said if you've got balls, you'd trade uh, Val to Garrick. And you'd captain turbo, and, that, and look, it paid off well. Um, in terms of yeah, m- moving forward, I think uh, I'm not not stressing too much. I mean, we'll we'll touch on uh, the round recap very shortly, but this is the week that was. Kieran Foran set to miss two to four weeks, but somehow has been named. Um, look, I don't think wow. he's I don't think he's going to be playing. Uh, so anyone that has Foran, plan for him not to be playing. Uh, another thing is Munster. We're looking at two to three weeks with that compound uh, dislocation. Uh, Luttrell has been named, but he is in doubt with his PCL injury as well. Uh, look, if you're an owner, uh, the Bunnies do play the first game of the round, so not too much of an issue. Uh, Lodge, Matt Lodge set, set to be out for uh, a while. Uh, has had no surgery that yet, but has that facial fracture. And David Fafita re-signs with the Titans. So very curious to see how his output is going to be affected. Uh, moving trade him forward. out from now on. <laughs> we, we, we needed this later in the year. We, what's going No, for an Addy signed a contract? Yeah, uh, I look, I, I would have preferred him to, to have held off until... Uh, until later in the season, for but yeah, um, <laughs> you're right. Uh, let's move into 10 things that we learned from the week gone by. Uh, after we shit candy more preseason, Payne Haas, you know, despite all the preseason noise, despite everything going on in his personal life, still a stud. Yeah, still a stud. And and just watching the game, he was he was a handful. So, uh, you know, I think that he he's um, right there and abouts this year. I think he with he's probably rebelling against all the things that are going in his life and concentrating on the footy. I was worried. I thought maybe Carrigan would pick up the bulk of the minutes and maybe his minutes dropped. And look at his early days, but it was a good start. And I, I, he is still good ownership, so people still had the faith in him. And uh, he looks like one of those rock solid. I think he's going to be a top three or four again this year. It looks like Manly and Toby Turbo, and then more importantly, Ruben Garrick have hit the ground running. We'll touch on them a little bit later on because there's a couple of questions surrounding those two. Um, but their draw is kind of tricky outside of this week two buy, so we'll touch on them shortly. Uh, but your boy uh, Elefina Cam Pereira, he will not be starting in teams anytime soon. Nah. And I started him, and um, I'm in the position where Taruva is my third center winger, so I'm going to be playing one of these cheapies each week. I've just got to play cheapy roulette, and I picked Cam Pereira, but he's just if he two he's he's like drink water, two tries for under sixty, you know. So uh, I just don't know how confidently you can play him, and 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 even he's one of those real big worries for an AE nightmare. So 
Look, I have no doubts that he's going to get some tries and then start generating money. But outside of that, there could be some real VCs, you know, problems for you if you want to loop. Uh, if he if you do get a good VC score, um, but I'm not be I'm, I won't be playing him in any any hurry. I'll I'll drink you, eh? Let's uh. That was a that was a fun day, boy. It was a fun day. Uh, my my phone, I think, nearly blew up at halftime for people chirping me. Uh, but those people were were pretty awfully quiet in that second half uh, after his. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, he's, he got off to a gangbuster start, but that's the problem. He he just doesn't pick up enough points. Like Dewey and them, they just accumulate as yes. the points and Hines. Uh, but yeah, or like you've got your Latrells who make it do fifty point runs, but. Uh, look, he's still got a soft draw. It was a 58. It wasn't a 20, but uh, I mean, uh, there was what well, we were warning people off, I guess, to start the year, were we? Yes. Uh, I'll be definitely death riding him again this week. And that sort of moves into our next point. Draw a uh, hard draw, easy draw. Um, we probably should not overthink it too much. I mean, we, we bought someone like a drink water for an easy draw. People bought Nenai for the easy draw. People faded Latrell for the hard draw. I mean, in reality, these, these good teams, they put up points and, uh, unless it's a, a very, very low base stat center wing, um, I, I wouldn't be put off by tough draws. Uh, and that's why Ruben Garrick, I think, is an interesting one to look at because he does have the goal kicking, which acts as base. Uh, but he's also a winger that does get into some hard work as well. So I guess when making trades, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at high upside attacking players like Alex Johnston, then yeah, maybe factor in the draw. But everyone else, I think you could probably not have to worry about it too much. Yeah, and it happens, doesn't it? I mean, we all thought it was going to be a beautiful matchup for Teddy, and and he had you know look, we saw what happened, and how good for that for for rugby league that it, um, the Dolphins got off to a, a first start win. But you you can't be too ruled by it. And I just think if you really want a player, and if you've if you're you're vibing with that player, Ala or Garrick or whatever, he he is. You know, he had a 70 plus average last year. He's got lots of ways that he gets points. He's in a tur- turbo team. I wouldn't be ruled by uh, on certain players at all by their draw, but you got to just pick the ones that you do um, play carefully on draw. I wouldn't be ruled by it at all. Uh, and because you, you're a coward, you decided to jump on Harry Grant last minute and reap the rewards on Thursday night. <laughs> I was very close to just deleting this podcast entirely at about 8.30 <laughs> on Thursday after the prick just. Uh, look, uh, I was so frustrated. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, I went Harry. Um, I just got FOMO, and I and I thought, you know, this cheese and and Boyd. I just uh, I didn't see enough out of either of them to feel like they can keep up with a Harry at his best. It was looking like it could have been a a mistake. He I, was on sixty one. Yeah, I do think he was jibbed on that try assist for Josh King. What did King do to to, well, to I, try? Honestly, because I didn't know that you got Grantian until I got a message from you saying. Harry Grant's been robbed. And I was like, I know, how good. And then you were like, no, fuck, I yeah, got no, him. I got him, I got him in late. The funny thing was I, I actually um, had made that change on the Wednesday when I talked to Guns on the, on, and I convinced him to go with him as well because he obviously got scared of me having Harry. I was Harry terrified of him, so but we both went. I was so happy at like, because uh, I was I was about 15 seconds behind and Aman messaged me. He's like, how good is Grant? And I was like, yeah. I was like, uh, he's he's fine, and then I just saw him crash over, and I was devastated because yeah, sixty one. I was very much happy to live with uh, yeah. as a non owner, but yeah, no, he definitely the hair off. You know, mm-hmm. um, it would have been a great move for people who faded him, and I guess people who went Robson or Marnie still feel that way. They feel like it was a good saving, and they got a good, a good as good a score pretty much. And literally, uh, this but... is why I'm not fussed about rank. You're twelve thousand ranks higher than me. And it's literally come down to one Harry Grant play. It's we're we're, we're at forty points separate, and it's yeah. like, that's one. It's that one play for twelve thousand ranks. That's why I don't care about ranks so early, and that's why nah, I'm you can't. just yeah. And- it's oh, there's such such a big traffic jam. There's a guy that's like thirty points ahead of me, and he's in two thousand. So, you know, it's the margins here. You get a, you make fifty points on everyone next week. You'll be, you'll go yeah. up. Oh, exactly. I'm not, I'm not fast yeah. at all. Uh, nah. That should not. No worries yet, guys. Uh, apologies for that background noise. Um, so yeah, Harry Grant, you know, beats Cheese and Boyd combined. Um, and I've written here, we're not shocked, are we? And I mean, I'm not shocked, but it's just it's frustrating considering you, you fade them and they you know, get junk points. Um, Souths, they can go right, which is you know nice to see. So if you're an Isaac Thompson owner, I wouldn't be too fast. Uh, but Campbell Graham, someone that's yeah, I mean, very. I, I made a bold claim that I think he's the best pure centre in the NRL, and that does include Manu. Uh, he's just a, a stud, and you know he's definitely super coach viable. He's a really big, lanky center that can run a hole similar to a 2RF, and you know centers aren't used to dealing with that. So he's very much a handful, and 
I could definitely buy him. Uh, definitely an option in in Supercoach. He's been consistent um, for for years. Yeah, he's one of those ones. He, he he's not bad ever. He he'll get you some low lowish ones. You'll be like 40, 50, 60 type ones. But if he gets a try, he'll get up around eighty. He's like Tupu. He sort of scores the same way as Tupu. A lot of people like to go with Tupu. You, in South, we've just seen it go left, 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 left. So we always want to slice the left. It looks like, and particularly against um, those Sharks, they looked a little bit susceptible on that right. And Ilias had his best game. So they got yep. it back to the right. I might just wait and see if they still keep going right this week. Um, and if, if they're doing a bit more to the right, uh, you know, I, I reckon you could do a hell of a lot worse than Campbell Graham. So uh, after Parramatta's performance, obviously the, the headlines were Jermaine Hopgood. And on Friday, I, I decided to put the question out because... I wanted to hear from non-owners, and I wanted to hear the reasons why. And they were put off by Ryan Madison coming back, which I think is a, a fair criticism. However, I think after the performance, Maddo will be spending a bit of time uh, in the back row because I think Hopgood has that 13 jersey on lockdown. Paul Gallen, Corey Parker, eat your heart out. You know, very similar. 101 points in pure base. Look, he looked gassed in the last 10 minutes, but still, like he is a freak. Yeah, he's an absolute weapon. What a treat for us to get him at the price we've got him at. Look, I think, um, the, you know, Cardi and uh, who's the other one out there? Dory. The Dory. I think that there's a there's a bit of a deficiency there. I think they're probably, you know, safe as houses. Matto, he, he can play edge. Yeah. He's much, much better as a ball player because he obviously started as a six. He's got a bit of that in him as well. But go where the team needs you. And I think that Hopgood's doing a terrific job back there. Um, and Matto will do a good job on the, on the edge, I reckon. So um, I think he might come back there. Now, the question lies, in the history of Supercoach, has, have we ever captained a player that's less than 300k? Because he's definitely viable. <laughs> he's not the worst. I mean, he's going to play huge minutes. Um, he's just, uh, he bow- he bung- bungs away points. He got 100 last, he, there was no try in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, no look, attack I think either. people no will still do it. People yeah. will do it. Oh, um, I was talking to Savs over the weekend and he captained Cam Murray and he made a really good point. Yeah. Just with these teams taking probably a couple of weeks to gel. These high upside attacking players probably, you know, aren't the safest picks. And, you know, someone like Cam Murray, Hopgood, you know, these guys are probably more safer in the early parts of the season, which I think is a very, very fair analysis. Yeah, definitely. Go go loose with your VC and just go a safe. If you can go a 75er and you go, well, it's a 75. And if they have a wow of a game, if Murray scores a try, it's 100. If he doesn't, it's 70. So what's the margins there for you are either to succeed or for you to jump and joy, you know, for, for 100. Um, safety on the captain is, I think, a good idea early doors. Exactly. Uh, the Panthers, I think on this podcast, I said that I'd be backing the Broncos with the line, uh, that one, because the Panthers looked shit. Uh, Cleary might be the only Panther that we want. Um, I mean, Sonny Luke's obviously there. Brian Toto scored 48 uh, with, with no attack, which is fine. Taruva scored 40, which is fine. Um, but yeah, these Panthers, they just not clicking uh, to start the season. They, they looked poor in the World Club Challenge, looked very poor against the Broncos as well. Yeah, you uh, you saw Luai and old mate there, weak gutted dog having an argument after the game. There's no kick out, is he? And Garner got pulled off. Um, you know, it frightens boys out of position, and it, he he gets the ball, and it, it doesn't fuck, look like he's going to get ever. The amount of times he butchered Ty, I just fuck me. I just I don't rate Crichton as a footballer at all. Um, but let's talk let's talk uh, Luke Garner because he's been in the chat a little bit. Uh, a couple of people yeah. are concerned. Uh, Rightly look, so. I don't like making trades after round one, barring injury or suspension. Mm. But if I owned Ghana, oof, I'd be worried. Yeah, the couple that I'd be worried about is near Kore, obviously, last week. We said sort of there's a few mounts to feed there, and we saw he was the one that came off. I'd be a little concerned about him, but I'd hold. If I had Ghana right now, and there's someone like Teague Wilton who's within, what, 50K? Oh, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Wade Graham to take these minutes off him that everyone kept telling me all preseason. Wonder when that's well, happening. Wade's going to fight his charge. Did you see that? Oh, but even still, like, Wade Graham came on and played in the middle and Teague's out on the edge, which is exactly yeah, what we said all preseason. Take any edge minutes off him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would be selling. You just accept that Ghana was iffy to start because we didn't know whether he was going to, you know, deliver what we thought kick, you know, we were like, he's going into this great side where kick hour was they've started rusty. The coach absolutely put the dagger into him after the game as well. Um, it just, it just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't feel confident even plugging in. I mean, there's two Warriors boys and I'm looking at if I own Ghana and we'll touch on them, um, you know, in, in due course, but yeah, uh, independent doctors, they are going to ruin Supercoach this year. Uh, you know, if you own Kalen Ponga, you'd be, you'd be have to be filthy. 
Um, and, and I think that poised a good question. I, I posted on Twitter after the Ponga game. If you go down, if you're if you get hit in the chops and you go down looking for a penalty, should you be forced with a HIA? Uh, and the and the resounding answer was yes. But yeah, independent doctors and super coach will ruin you. Um, I was under the impression that if you had a failed HIA, you'd also be out for eleven days. But it feels like yeah. it looks like the NRL hasn't implemented that in yet as well. So that's something to yeah. consider. Look, what I will say is they pulled Ponga off, and he was lying and he was lying down a bit, and they pulled him off. And Ponga is famous for doing that. Um, so I think this is going to put a stop to that yeah, a lot more. 100%. It's going to put an, a real big stop to p- players lying down for a penalty because if they if they wather around on the ground looking injured, I think the independent doctor is going to pull them off. Uh, so, sorry, Wade Graham just been found unanimously guilty. Oh, there you go. So no <laughs> chance of minutes. Get your Garner across to Wilton and, yep. and enjoy yourselves, guys. Uh, and lastly, it's round one. Just chill out, honestly. Fuck, Jermaine Osako is the most traded in person this week. Like, what oh, is going see, on? That's, that's not chilling out. I mean, what is going know, on? Look, I, look, I will say this: you might, you might get. You know what it reminds me of? Hiku last year. Oh, Peter Hiku. No, nah, see, like I, I like Hiku, Hiku for shout. all his giant money. I would have bought Hiku last, last year, but I think I had two injuries I had to put out. Um, oh. But I mean, like. Like, people like Hamiso, and, and, like, this is the thing, like, people that weren't keen on him, like, what's changed? Like, nothing's really well, he did, changed. He did make 20 runs, which is not like Hammer. No, 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 all. and that's... But the beauty of Supercoach is we get, a, we get another look. Like, we, we can we can just wait and see. Like, don't pull the trigger. Don't pull your the mighty apart. green machine. Um, <laughs> came back and got, you know, near close with the uh, Cowboys there. Uh, look, I would not be doing Jermaine this week personally because... I wouldn't be doing it at all. get a 15 this week, uh, you, if he looks like he's going to make a stack of cash, do it next week, <laughs> you know? I wouldn't be doing it this week. No, 100%. Uh, let's move into the host recap. Uh, not my proudest moment. Uh, 1,092, which is good enough for a top 15% score, which is, you know, just under 21,000. Uh, like I said, rank means absolutely nothing because you scored, what, 40 I points scored, Forty points more? Yeah, one, 1137 for me, and that puts me in the top uh, six. Um, so it's uh, such tight margins. And, and that's the obvious case because it wasn't, no one really popped off greatly in the round. So we're all sort of glugging around in that same 1,000 sort of to... Twelve hundred. No, There's what, so many in there. All that separated people this week was whether they captain Turbo and owned Garrick. That was it. So it wasn't one of the weeks where some random people popped off. Um, it's just literally come come down to a captaincy call, and that's this kind week of will be interesting. Is. People who have gone in with multiple um, Manly Seagulls. We know mm-hmm. people own DCE and Hamoli. Well, that's so, why I didn't jump on Garrick because I'm just like, well, fuck. I'm, I'm already putting a line through Turbo, and do I want to yeah. carry one point five million? Two big pieces, yeah. So this week could be interesting, I think, the way the... And, and even next week, because we've got a few Panthers and then we've got a few Roosters, we know. So um, by week four, I think if you'll have a look at your rank and you get a proper idea of where you're sort of sitting. Week one doesn't um, really matter. We're all sort of hovering in a big blob of um, scores. Let's let's have a little bit of a, a look after this week and depending on how many people own Manly Seagulls. Yeah, I mean, I think my rank's going to suck for a, about a month. Um just because I've got a heap of Panthers and a heap of Roosters and then some Titans after that. So that's something that I'm I'm aware of, but, you know, we'll, we'll battle through it. Uh, let's move into your take, not mine. Last week, I think it was a round, uh, roaring success. A lot of people enjoyed it. So let's uh, jump into it again this week. So last week, just to recap, Moz predicted a, well, he he thought a Cam Murray 120 was on the cards. Look, we didn't get 120, but, you know, we got awfully close. I think he had uh, 83, which is handy. Um, it's Jesse B had AJ Brimson be the highest scoring 5'8 for the round. He got closer than I thought he would have got. He got he got second, then he was second by, uh, sorry, he, got, he was third. Uh, Dewey was the top 5'8, but um, yeah, Brimson gave it a, a decent shake-up. Um, AO Steeds had che- under, Rotten Cheese under 50, which... Was right. Uh, yeah, not not great. Uh, and Daniel Nichols, I thought this was the hottest take of the round, um, but it turned out to be right. It was Adam Dewey to outscore Teddy, and this one wasn't close at all. Uh, it was a flogging success. And thanks to Teddy's Teddy. fucking disaster, I'm five hundred dollars poorer uh, because I famously put out on Twitter if Tedesco scores less than Scott Drinkwater, I will donate five hundred dollars to the top nominated charity, and it was the Mark Hughes Foundation. So. That's not, cause, that's not great. You, you're a man of honour and you, you honoured your uh, bet, which, you know, that's good. Uh, so this is a great time to remind everyone that I have a premium Discord. So 
<laughs> I need 500 more worth of subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump in, jump in. Uh, okay, so this week, uh, it's Jesse B. He's backed up, backed it up again. A lot of people, um, you know, have done some ones where... Oh, look, I want to pick a couple that are, like, sort of half-realistic. Um, and this one sort of goes hand-in-hand. So this is It's Jesse B again and Lyle... Uh, it's Jesse says Asako with an 80 plus and then right underneath it lie was like Asako with an under 25 so I want to include both these in because I think we're going to be somewhere oh, in the middle I think um, it's going, one of them's going to be right I reckon oh you reckon so you reckon there's no 40 point gain you reckon it's it's a 10 or a 100 yeah I reckon he'll either get only goal kicks or he'll get a he'll get a couple of tries and some goal kicks do we think the the, the Dolphins just come crashing back to earth this week no I don't reckon so. They looked like they had everything together pretty well. The I mean, forward pack really got it, rumbled them down the field. They were obviously a team that is, um, you know, they're built on defense, and the Raiders are really pretty poor in attack. So I don't think there's going to be um, – they're not going to get a, a score put on them. Uh, and I don't – look, the Raiders generally have a decent pack. So the two packs going against each other could decide the game. But, I mean, the Raiders are no defensive powerhouse. So In hindsight – was $6.50 the greatest bet of all time? It was their first game, packed house. They were always going to be up for it. In, in, in hindsight, we were like, oh, yeah, we saw this coming. Well, I mean, it was worth a couple of dollars on it, really, just, you know, for the excitement of being their first game. Uh, that was the thing. They, it didn't even – there was obviously a bit of excitement, but they actually played a very oh, solid Oh, they played fantastic. Game. I mean, Felice Caputi. Like a top eight worth of – yeah, really – I've been um, very critical of – I've been very critical of – yeah, yeah, I've been critical of him for the past three years. Um, but yeah, very, very good performance from him. Very good defensively. And, um, yeah, just, yeah, all around really good. I think Sean O'Sullivan looked really composed. You can tell. Jerry Marshall King was outstanding. Mate, since when has, since when has Wayne Bennett decided to coach good hooking? Because he killed, he killed, uh, Damien Cook for a couple of years and then JMK came out and looked like an absolute weapon. Yeah, well, he does love those Marshalls and hey. you know, love Benji and he obviously likes Jeremy Marshall King as well. And look, that's the thing. They might have an aging pack, but they that pack got them up the field and that's the perfect scenario for, you know, a, a hooker and for halves. So, um, no, I reckon they'll be okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to the game this week because I, I don't want to go and have to walk the sh- walk of shame back from Redcliffe to the... I won't on, be mate, you gotta, the you, have, you have to go and just get one of those, uh, one of those hats, the, the fin hats. Fin hats. Oh, so, I mean, I'll do a, a finny where everyone's drinking beers out of them. Uh, um, look, I, well, I, I could go. We'll have to play it by ear and see. But look, the, I just want the Raiders to get a win, but I would not put... If, if any team's going to get the Dolphins off to a 2-2 two and two start, it's be the Raiders. Uh, Deadly says, Lockie Ilias with another dominant performance with another ton and becomes must-have property. And I'll tell you what... A, a if, ton? Has he, ever, has he ever had a ton? No, I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. If Cleary stinks up this week and Ilias goes big again, fuck, it's going to make it very interesting next week. You watch, people will do it too. Uh, well, you know, I didn't hate Ilias in that price point because he's sort of similar to Boyd in price. I, I tipped him to not have a second year syndrome because he looked good to me. He looked like he had that was made of the right stuff last year. Yeah, I think, year. I think we said um, if you were picking a halfback at that price, we'd prefer Ilias over Boyd. Um, Boyd only really had value at hooker. Yeah, so, you know, he's, he's um, done well. Let's just get a look this week. I think that the Sharks... You know, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, they played ten time. minutes with a man down. Like you've you've got to take that with a grain of salt. So, um, yeah, see how they go this week. Um, it's another tough matchup, but if he scores fifty plus even this week, uh, I reckon you can consider him. If you bank yourself some big dollars, um, not maybe not Cleary, but I mean Cleary's going into a buy, and and Nico's. Well, is Nico going to be back for five or three? I mean, I no, don't know. yeah. So so Wacko's Wacko Whispers has come out and said that he won't be back until about round five, which is really shit because it means you're probably going to have to hold Cleary through the buy. Uh, and the plan was to trade him to Heinz, which is not fun. Yeah, so we might have to, you know, play um, Sam Walker. Yeah, I mean, we've got Sam Walker, you and I there. So that's a fair enough play while Cleary's on the... Um, but some people have got Katoa in there. I mean, he scored 40s last week, so he's probably not the worst either. It's just, yeah, it is a win. Yeah, Look, that's going to really be awkward because obviously Munster being out, some people are moving, um, you know, Katoa down to 5.8 and bringing in a halfback. Or, and, yeah, I think round three will be very interesting to see people's uh, half make up. And Foster mm. Films says, IPAP with a try for 110. And, look, IPAP scored 65 or something on the weekend, and I, I swear I didn't see him do anything. So, promising. Well, I mean, what's he doing on that side of the oh, field? Oh, mate, get him back on the right, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, get him back on the right, and he will score 100. I reckon that one could be right, but he's not going to go back there. Um, look, I don't know how this segment's going to go this week because I'm not a fan of buying, holding, or selling. But let's move into buy, hold, and sell. 
I mean, how is Jermaine Hopgood not 100% owned? I mean, even if you were doubting Matt or, or whatever, he's got that 100 in there. Yes, it will drop out of his averages, you know, straight after you know, the week after price changes. But I reckon he's a, a solid play this week. I think he's a solid play in his 17s every week. Um, just get him in and, and there's there's no way you can lose. There's no way you can lose. Jack, Jackson Ford. Uh, now, Tommy Sankster doesn't get much right. Um, but uh, was very, very keen on on uh, Tom on. Jackson Ford at three percent and played big minutes. I thought Nia Corey would be the one that would get the bigger minutes out of the two, um, mm. but you know Jackson Ford looked really good. Got fifty nine sub three hundred k, and you know if people are very cold on someone like an Egan Butcher, if they have a Nia Corey, they want to jump off. Um, if I was making trades, I'd be bringing in Jackson Ford myself. I've got him. Oh, did you start with him? Or did you bring him in? Well, no, I had him. I started him because that was the, I had to pay for Harry Grant. Arsie so Prick? I. I yeah, so I, I went with Butcher, and he was the next rung down um, for me. Instead of going with a you know four hundred k, I went with Jackson Ford, and I was really really happy. Um, so let's hope he gets the big minutes again this week. Oh Look, mate, how, how classic would it be if he gets forty five minutes and near Corey gets eighty? Oh, it would not surprise me. <laughs> I've got a lot of forwards there. I mean, look, and you've got um, Jazz coming back in there. They're just going to be putting more people back in there. Current played. Very little minutes. So oh, I don't know what I don't know whose tea Curran's pissed in. Uh, get into the Raiders. Oh well, I mean they lo- the Raiders love to headbutt and get into fights with police and all sorts. Oh, as well. can, could you imagine? Could you here. imagine Josh Curran, uh, Hudson Young, and Tom Starling on the source? Yeah, and Cor- Corey Howard oh, and Chuck, Chuck I mean, Corey in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, look, if you had Nia Corey, there's every chance, because I really still think it's probably wise to hold trades. And yeah. if you haven't got any big fires in injury or suspension, just hold for this week. Um, and maybe you get a look at him this week and he gets the 70 and they might give Curran more minutes. It could be Ford that goes back and gets a rest. Could be Tohu for all we know. Yeah. Probably well, not. Probably not. Let's hope not because <laughs> Tohu Harris, uh, man, oh, he looked very very good. He's dual, he's cheap, uh, and looked exceptional. You know, back to his best. Uh, second year after a major injury. You now we, we've said it a couple of times. Uh, I'm really disappointed I didn't start with him, but yeah, really good. Yeah, definitely. It looked terrific. Played the whole game. I have looked at the only way I was looking at trades for this week was if Brandon Smith doesn't pull up, and he still is in doubt. Actually, Brandon Smith. Uh, if he was out, I was looking at can I get down to Sonny Luke and then get one of my, you know, even if it's Utikamano, can I get him up to Tohu? Boy, if I had a, if I had a, 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 like the the shit emoji, I'd be playing that with Stefano. Glad I faded. Yeah, so you know, getting the money. If if Cheese was out, I, I I was looking at see if I could get Uto up to um, Tohu, and I was like thirty grand short. So I'm going to probably hold fire, and I really, you know, I mean, if if Cheese is, is a late out. Um, I'll probably go to Sonny Luke anyway. I think his minutes are going to turn around pretty quick if the Panthers want to start winning some games. Egan Butcher. Now, everyone's going to look at the 35 or whatever he scored uh, and panic, uh, but he was Sinbin, so there's 10 points, I'm pretty sure. So back to 45, off the field for 10 minutes. You know, I've got him closer to 53, 54 points um, in a side that got absolutely decimated. He made a million errors, missed a few tackles. You know, on another day, you get 60 and we're not saying a word. So Egan Butcher, for me, is an absolute hold. You know, he did escape the fine. uh, Sorry, escaped the suspension and just has a fine. Um, So, yeah, I'm very happy to hold Egan Butcher. Same. I I said it on my podcast that you you don't – you've got to look at some people's scores sometimes and and figure why. Um, So, for me, looking at his score – and even people are looking at Mulatalo. He dropped the ball over the line and that was the difference between it – not being devastating. Um, and, you know, in the case here of Butcher, it was an actually, actually a good score if you take away the, you know, the negative um, scores on him. And, yeah, he, he took 10 minutes off the field. So, and and I don't know about you, but I am tipping a big uh, bounce back from the Chooks this week after what they dished up last week. Yeah, fingers crossed um, because, boy, I own too many roosters for them to suck back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's move into the next hold. Your favorite center wing, uh, Alafina Khan Pereira. Um, I'm seeing him in the, in the top 10 most traded out. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Which, fucking confusing. Yeah, I mean, I ha- oh, I'm shitty. I played him, so but I'm, he's a bottom price cheapie. So why are you selling a bottom price cheapie? Are you just having there? Don't ever play him. You know he's going to get a bag of tries at some point. So you're going to, people are going across to, um, who's that Warriors? Jewel. Oh, I've got him in my team. Jackson Ford. No. Warriors, um, Jewel. Oh, I mean, oh. Uh, Willie uh, Army. Sorry, I, I, I yeah. forgot who we're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, Willie, Willie Army. Army. So everyone's going Willie Army because he's 230000 and most of us have the other cheapies. Unless I'd, you I'd, rather, just, I'd rather just buy another cheapie than sell one. That just feels pretty sideways. I'd rather sell a Toto to a Willie Army and use well, the money elsewhere. Right. So just hold. You, there's, there's the absolute definition of sideways because Carm Pereira could go and score three tries this week and score 70. Willie Army could score a 10 or 20. And then you just feel like an idiot because you... The roles of last week were flipped. Do you want to know what we, this... We, if we've learned anything from Supercoach, it's just to not panic, uh, on, especially on cheapies, because we saw a lot of people panicked on Ilias last year, and, and he, he got humming along eventually. Um, a lot of people sold Josh King too early. So basically, you know, basically what you're saying is... Basically, it's what it feels like. It's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, question your high price guy. Like if you bought Mulatalo and he's six hundred thousand, and he scored an under ten, that's a big concern in your team. Maybe get him down to a Willie Army, bank the four hundred k, upgrade another two hundred thousand to a six hundred, and make start making some ground back. But selling a bottom price cheapie for another bottom price cheapie is just fraught with disaster, and it is the definition of sideways and rage trading. I'm going to hold him. I don't think I'm the smartest man in the world, but I think I put out some pretty profound knowledge the other day. Um, when it comes to trade advice, barring injury and suspension, ask yourself why. Why are you trading someone? What has changed from the preseason to now? Is it a, is it a, is it a role change or is it just a bad game? Now, has uh, Cam Pereira's role changed? Is he coming off the bench for 15 minutes? Like, nothing's changed. Um, we knew that he was a low base at center wing and Ado played him knowing the, the risks. Ado played, played him knowing that he has the upside. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. going to score three tries in every preseason game, so you've got to take the swings and roundabouts. Um, I don't understand the the sale. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, we're all playing cards every week, and you know, if Sammy scores two tries, and if the defense had just been rushing Sammy a little bit, I'm sure he's a good good center there for popping a ball off. There could have been two tries to Cam Pereira instead of Sammy, but Sammy got the. You know, it was terrible. I mean, the, and the Titans also the, the Titans were also having a lot of success down the left hand side, so they're not going to stop their game plan. Like, if they were going down the left and the Tigers were stopping it, then they're probably going to open the right side up. But Fafita was just making inroads. Uh, Fafita ran for over 200 metres, which is, you know, unheard of for David Fafita. So they're not going to take the ball away from the hot hand. Um, nah. just so, to... I mean, hold him and just... He will... I can see him getting to four, 500,000. He's like a Saab. We held Saab and he got himself up to 500 or 600 at one point, didn't he, when Tommy Turbo was back? Yeah, these guys just go on runs. I mean, Saab made 400k in about six weeks. So, like, it, Xavier Coates. I had Xavier Coates last year. Um, he yeah. made he made me 350k in a month. Uh, he had back-to-back 100-point games. And that'll happen yeah. for Khan Pereira. I just yeah. don't think he's a play, but he's definitely not a sell. The cheese. Uh, I'm going to hold. Uh, I don't really yeah, see a point in selling. Uh, his first game, you know, looked rattled with that rib. Still punched out forty. Um, you yeah, know. Well, I mean, he got a. He had to go off for ten minutes, didn't he? As well, yeah, he had HIA as well very early. He had on. HIA, and he played most of the game at lock, and he's conditioned himself all preseason to play hooker. Uh, and he went into the back row when Radley went off and yeah. played the whole game. There, I think uh, Turpin played like seventy minutes. So. I mean, what a game. He was put, thrown around everywhere. He, he went through the wars. Um, just it was chill. not a conventional game for him. So if he can just play um, 65 minutes in hooker this week, I think the cheese is going to get more a score that we're... And this is this is the eye test that we talk about. I mean, we're looking at cheese's score and going, oh, what's happened? Looking to why? I mean, he went off for HIA, also, you know, had to play through the lock a little bit where the Roosters like to have a ball-playing lock. So the base stats aren't going to be as high. Uh, you know, got absolutely rattled in the rib cage. It was probably a little bit, you know, dusty. 
give him another week. And, uh, you know, if he does shit the bet again this week, we can have the discussion to look at trading him next week. But I'm very happy to roll him out with another good game. Yeah, I need him this week, so I'm going to have to play him. You know, I need him. Mr. Brian Fletcher Finger himself, Cam Munster, um, out for three weeks. This is not a situation where I'm holding. Um, if I'm a, if I'm an owner, you know, I'm not carrying that money. This is one of the very few reasons as to why I do like to trade um, because of injuries. Yeah, well, that's it. I will trade for injuries. And look, we're holding Tommy Turbo, but that's one week. You can't hold, and Munster's quite a He's bit more. He's also 300k cheaper. <laughs> yeah, you can't um, hold that money for three weeks. You've got to do some, something. You think, and that could be an advantage for you this week because you've got a gauge. It would have been perfect if Heinz was there and you had a controller piece in your half halfback you could have worked or you know you could have worked it out. Um but what do you go to? I mean I'm sure if someone had Munster in there, what's the likelihood that they had Munster and Dewey? Yeah. Um I think a few but not not many. So, not many. so and that's the that thing. would be your obvious pick and I mean probably Ponga looks pretty good to me as well. So Yeah. I think Ponga I think Ponga is the best option to buy if you don't own Dewey. Um, it's a good transaction. You get money, good money back too as well. Exactly. And the only sell that I'm recommending based off non-injury or suspension, it is Luke Garner. Uh, if you do own, I'd be very worried about you know the minute outputs, his standing in the team, Zach Hosking floating around. Uh, I just, I don't see it with Luke Garner. I, I haven't seen it. I, I've said all preseason, he's a 7 out of 10. And Luai just isn't feeding him the ball. They're going to Tago more or Tungo, sorry. Yeah. And I mean, if they're playing weak, got a dog for big minutes in the, in the back row, maybe not after last week they're, and they're fighting. Um, but look, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Garner comes out this week after the criticism and has a really good game. Oh, probably. Uh, watch him. Watch him. Probably that... no one out. Murphy's law, eh? But um, look, there was doubts over him, I reckon, to start the year and just what, um, what his abilities were compared to someone that we were used to in there in kick out. Um, and I just reckon in the 400 range, you know, I reckon if we went and asked 100 people, would you rather Teague Wilton or Garner right Mate, six weeks Six weeks ago, it was fucking Garner, and I was confident. It was, it was. <laughs> but now, seeing, look, look, he's playing 80 minutes Teague. He's got Wade just found guilty, so all the things that people were worried about for Wade are gone. But last week, you know, we and, and in the in the World Club Challenge, have you seen anything that's excited you about Ghana? No. Sometimes in Supercoach, you just got to make a decision that you went the wrong way. You and I, we we sort of um, did the logic and we said, no, I don't want to go with him. I want to go with someone different. We went with Butcher, who wasn't a hell of a lot better, but we, we've we've we're wearing that one um, and we're choosing to wear that one. I just reckon in the case of Ghana, and look, you know, if Butcher doesn't go well this week, you know who's going to be next week. Teague Wilton. So you just go on Ghana a week early. If you want to hold, it is probably something you can do, and I reckon he'll be a chance of bouncing back. Yeah, let's talk Teague Wilton quickly because I saw a lot of non-owners. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I've, I spoke up the guy all preseason, um, but I'm a non-owner because I opted to spend the money on Fafita. But people are saying, "Oh, he was bailed out with a try." I mean, the bloke's priced at a forty-seven. Yeah. He scored 67. Take away the try, that's 50. Okay, so... Yeah, 50. So on, on, he, on his worst day, in a side that got battered, um, he no scored Nico. he scored 50 points, and that's a price rise. I'm not sure what the problem is. Nah. Well, I mean, if if Neocore owners or Garner owners got a 69 or whatever he got, or 68... Um, I'd give Teague Wilton a 69. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but, he, <laughs> you know, he, he, it was a success. Yeah. No, no one thinks he wasn't a success. And who cares? Everyone, when Nano scores a try, everyone's like, Nano's awesome. Well, he got yeah. that score. Look at that score. Teague Wilton's got base and has a try scoring. Uh, yeah, he's got some try scoring in him. He's a good big body and he runs good lines. That's what you like. That's why you like him. That's why people like Kolo Matangi. That's why I feel people like, like people, I feel like everyone, and not, sorry, not everyone. I feel like some people across the socials just want every player to average 80. And that's just not how it happens like you, not everyone's a gun and you need to be able to pick up these mid-range guys and yeah I, I don't know I just I mean we got a Cam Murray who cost you a mozza and he'll average 70 maybe mid 70s if you can get a 65 average out of someone that scored your four could cost you 400 that's a transaction that works for your team it's good it's it's good business yeah uh, exactly uh, let's move into captaincy choices because this week is weird I think you can probably put captaincy this week into two categories in terms of your risky upside versus your safe, consistent scores. For me, your safe, consistent scores are your Carrigan, your Haas, your Murray, your Grant, uh, and probably Dewey. I think he's got enough base to be considered consistent. 
But yeah, if, you, if you've got balls, I mean, t- Teddy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out double there. Down. Uh, double down on Teddy. Also, Nick Meany. I, I actually really like Nick Meany to play this week with no camp monster. Do you reckon that they're going to go um, keep Meany at fullback? Uh, I mean, I don't know. They named Wishart. They named Wishart. I mean, oh yeah. Fuck, oh. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if if they had Cooper Johns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, there's no Cooper John. So, um, look, I, I don't mind um, going a, a Teddy and, and expecting a bounce back from the Roosters. But that's the thing. Like, in, in my top five, I've listed Teddy as one. I've listed Murray as two. I've listed Dewey as three. I've listed Dylan Brown as four. And Nick Meany at five. And that means no Nathan Cleary. Um, obviously, Nathan Cleary is probably the easiest VC choice. But the question is then how do you loop? Because I'm assuming not a lot of people are going to carry multiple um, Seagulls. And you made a really good point when it comes to using Turbo off the bench. Well, that's right. So, you know, you go put a VC on Cleary and if he goes absolutely large enough, because most of us have got a Calm Pereira, so we might have a little bit of an AE nightmare there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if Cleary goes large, you just bring Tommy Turbo on and captain him and you just, you know... You reserve it. you reserve Teddy and then just, just take the reserve off someone else. Take the reserve off him, yeah. So And look, if Cleary flops or he doesn't go large, you, you can have Teddy still as an option um, for the C. So I reckon that's the, that's the no-brainer decision for me. I reckon Cleary is, and, and even the Panthers probably, but I, I reckon Cleary eventually is going to go pop. He's going to do something. Has to. And when he doesn't, when he goes and does it, there's some players like when Turbo goes extremely, well, any player goes extremely large, but some of them are just like 3%, you know, owned. And, and when they go large, you're like, oh, what, what am I going to do about that? Yeah. It's these guys, I mean, t- you know, if you miss a slice of Cleary when we all own him, you feel like a real heel. You feel shit. I'll tell you what is scary though. Turbo did not look good and still scored, what, 90? <laughs> so, yeah. So fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. <laughs> he looked short of a gallop a big time. And, you know, a lot of the passes were a bit sort of clunky and you could see it um, less than perfect. Um, and it's still 90s. Yeah. That's that's, that's scary. If you if you faded Turbo, uh, round three, I'd be... Oh, actually, I don't know. Round, we'll touch on Manly because they, they do feature in, um, in our pod questions this week. Uh, but yep. let's move on to Trade Talk, which is going to be uh, our trades. I think we... Yeah, uh, our trades. Pretty short and simple for me. Um, the only trade that I was considering making was Cheese to Sonny Luke, but that will be, you know... It can't be a game day decision because Cheese doesn't play the first game, which is not ideal. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's... it's. Gr- I'm not going to make any trades this week. Uh, I assume that you're the same. I am the same. Uh, you know, I w- if if they'd got some mail out about cheese, um, I was kind of eyeballing a cheese down to Sunny Luke and then getting Wutikamano up to Tohu, but I can't afford that even. That would have been a real sexy move, I reckon. I would have been happy with that because um, Tohu's desirable. We, we put him on the hit list there as uh, one of the t- 10 things we learned. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to hold fire. I, no, there's no... Uh, Massive fires in there. I'm I'm quite happy to give your butchers and your cheeses another go. I'm certainly not going to go and be a, tra- a rage trader on someone like Cam Pereira and everything else in my team. I'm happy enough with. Yeah, I mean, someone messaged me. They were like, "Oh, what are your thoughts on Ryan Sutton? Didn't didn't go good." And I was like, "Oh, he he's got 48 um, in a side that got absolutely wristled through the middle, and yeah. he made 51 tackles and he barely ran the ball. So I'm very happy to run him." Um, some other ones that underperformed Tanner Boyd, obviously, but now I'm curious to see how he goes without Kieran Foran. Uh, apart from that, no one else really under, you know, underperformed for me. So, not I mean, everyone underperformed, but no one really stunk it up. So I'm very happy yeah. just to roll out the boys again. And uh, next week might just be interesting. One of those things, you know, if you can save trades at all, there's going to be times in the year where you're the luxury you have because you've got some up your sleeve. It's such a huge advantage in the game. So. Um, I just sort of think if it's not an injury, if it's not a suspension and there might be a, one or two players outside of those two things because they had an absolute barry or, you know, you realize you made a, had a howler, um, you know, th- those are the exceptions, but there's not a lot of exceptions. I don't reckon, um, to injury or suspension for, for week one trades. Yeah. I mean, no, and that's the thing. And that's why I, I just keep reiterating the people just chill out. Like, honestly, just chill and, and we'll, we'll look at it. Now, next week, we'll probably both of us will probably boost um, if it doesn't go our way again this week. But overall, I'm not too stressed. Uh, let's move into the uh, Discord questions. 
First one comes from Zigdog. Should we be looking at Garrick and DCA as viable options moving forward? And I wanted to bring this up because the manly draw is kind of awkward, but then it sort of goes hand in hand with the point that we made about attacking teams, putting up points regardless. So manly obviously have the bye this week. Then we go into the Eels, Bunnies, Knights, Panthers, Storm. Um, so, you know, one good game there, but, you know, pretty, pretty rubbish. After that, it goes Tigers, Titans, Broncos. So that's when I'd be looking at bringing them in. I think the Cowboys draw starts to dry up when the Manly draw gets good. So on face value, uh, a Val to a, a Ruben Garrick is probably the obvious trade to make in round seven, round eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, is Garrick someone that we need to be getting in ASAP, even though I've told you the, the draw? Well, he's with Turbo in the team, I think they're going to put up points. And Garrick has gotten better, you know, exponentially every year, I think. But look, you are right. I mean, he averages nearly 90 against Parramatta. He's mm-hmm. 89.9. He averages 40 against South. So that's going to be one where you probably think there might be a bit of a dip. But if you pl- if you buy Garrick and you get a couple of 90s and maybe 100 and then a couple of 40s, you're okay, aren't you? Aren't you okay with that? Um, so yeah, the draw is not easy. He averages 50 against the storm, you know? Um, so the two games in there are Souths and, and Penrith that he has an average well against. And what we've seen from Penrith so far, you know, is it anything to be too scared of? Um, no, in the case of Garrick, he averaged 70 plus last year. I think I tipped him for the top scoring or top averaging center winger this year. So yeah. I, I reckon um, I'm going to be looking to get him in there as soon as possible. And at the moment, I'm running Brian Toro, and he's he's looking like a prime candidate for me. If he flops this week, Brian, and Crichton's not passing the ball and Penrith looks shit, we know they're coming up on a bye. I could just flip the ghost switch um, in my when I boost a trade and just get Brian up to Garrick. What um, do you what do just... you have to see from Brian Toto to hold through the bye? Because, I mean, he's still got 48. Your 40s. Well, I mean, what I want to see is um, in the attack. I want to see them trying to get the ball to Brian. I want him. I want to see because Brian's base is great. But I mean, we can have chance nickel clocks there for forties. It does the same thing for yeah, two hundred k cheaper. Yep. So I want to see them getting. I want cry. I want them to, uh, to get the ball out to him because. Uh, him on the right is is not as fun, yeah. especially with Crichton in front of, in, in, inside of him. Did you even see Crichton pass the ball to him once? Nah, I mean, I, I posted on Twitter a very uh, obscure tweet that just says the Bulldogs have been um, robbed. And I didn't say why, but I think people put two and two together. <laughs> um, so, look, uh, yeah, what I want to see from Brian, I think they will bounce back this week. And I'm, I'm definitely, no questions asked, I'm going to be doing a VC on Cleary because I'm expecting a bounce back from them. Can you see the Penrith Panthers being okay with being none and two to start the year. I don't know. I no, but they're playing up against a pretty fucking red hot South. So, I mean, South without Luttrell is, is not well, that's the same. It. If there's no Luttrell. That's, that's, if there's no Luttrell, get yourself onto a bit of Cleary. I just want to see a couple of, I want to try from Brian. If I can get a try from Brian. <laughs> Give me something. Um, and then the second part of Zigdog's question, DCE, uh, because he's someone that I'm sort of less keen on, uh, even though while, while you're pulling up. Score of round one. What was that? He was the top scorer. Yeah, I mean, fan- fantastic. But, like, he, he does look good with, with Tommy Turbo. I mean, we saw that in 2021. I think he averaged close to 80 uh, in that Turbo season. Um, but, yeah, even him still. And I know you're pulling up the stats there on your phone. Uh, DCE is a halfback that obviously has the main role of kicking in his side, but doesn't goal kick. Uh, plays on the weaker side as well. So, Turbo obviously loves to flourish on that left, uh, whereas that's, you know, not DCE side. But, yeah, same thing. Eels, Bunnies, Knights... Panthers Storm. Yep. He, yep. He, see, when we talk about Garrick, there's a, it, some of those team, two teams he averages 40, the rest he averages 80 against. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at um, Daily Cherry Evans, averaging his Parramatta 59.9, South 52.9, Newcastle 63, Penrith 53, Melbourne 54. Very good. So, 50s. So, yeah, DC is. But that's the thing. Like, halfback, it's only been one week, but halfback seems weird. Because Sam Walker, I think the Roosters come back into a pretty horrendous draw after round four, and Nathan Cleary. I mean, he he'll be there. I don't see I don't see a world where I ever sell Cleary, regardless, because he was shocking last week and still scored fifty three. Yeah, so I think I'm going to probably just stick with Hines and, and then Cleary Hines is coming back Hines exactly. Is... Yeah, uh, but look, I, there is a chance at some point, um, you know, just say Hines makes the team, the Origin or Cleary goes off to Origin. 
Um, I, I could see myself owning DC if there's a run again. Well, I mean, I'll have a look at the draw. There's a, no, I'm not going to put it out of the question, but I just don't know if I'd pull the trigger on it. Now. I think Parramatta have a pretty good draw from like round six onwards. So Mitch Moses could be someone that we look at um, as well. Uh, the second question is another Cleary sort of focused one. Um, second solution asks if Cleary scores low this weekend, is it worth cutting him, letting him drop in price, and then bringing him back in once he has hit form again? Now the thing, this this is a thing with. Cleary, round three buy, uh, round four comes back, would have the first price drop, round five would probably have a second price drop if he sucks again this week, and then round six he would have a further price drop because of the round two score that stays in his average. Then from there, uh, you've got, what, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven before Origin. So you've only got five weeks of Cleary before he heads off to Origin. Um, Mm. If you trade Cleary out, do you just run up until the end of Origin without him? Well, I mean that's that's possible, and 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 that's the thing too. Like, just say um, when when's their buy in four? So they're gonna ha- he's gonna lose money in five, isn't he? Uh, Cleary, if he's going rubbish, yes, yeah. yeah so, so if I mean, if, if he if he sucks this week, let me quick this week. If he sucks again this week, he will have a price drop in round five and six. Round five being the rounds one and two. Round six being the round two. And... Yeah, so I mean, if Nico's back for round five, it's not unheard of to to if if Cleary looks like he's gonna lose a stack. Going to Hines. The problem is, like, this Hines injury, it's, it's like, a really shit time frame because, like, if he's back in round five, Cleary's already had a price drop. Um, and then Walker's also had one price drop slash rise to, to bring, you know, Hines in for round, for round five. So, um, yeah, we, we would have preferred Hines to, to be back round four because it makes life easy. Mm, um, it does, but you can... Look, let's just wait till we get there. Let's just wait till we get there. Oh, yeah, we, because if, if we... we we come back equation. and yeah, we come back at this time next week. Cleary scored 145. He's had two tries and three tries. It's it's we're not having this, this question at all. Yep. So at the moment, it's not looking good. It looks like he could lose a stack of cash after that first week. But let's just get a couple of weeks in and see because you know that's why we're saying to people don't buy Ozarko because if Ozarko scores under 20 this week, um, that big 100 is going to drop out of his. Uh, rolling average. Uh, yeah, and that's one thing to really, really worth mentioning. Like the the round one score, yeah, it's fantastic, but it's the score of the season that's going to be in the rolling average the least amount of time. Yep. So, yeah, that and, and that's the same for the ones that had a bad score. Um, it's going to be in there for the shortest time. So, it's the most awkward week to get too panicked about it. So, I'm going to wait and see what Cleary does this week. I'm going to be slapping the VC on him, and I'm going to think he's going to. I'm going to put it in my crystal balls this week for him to turn up. Pretty ordinary week from both of us last week in terms of tips. We both went four from eight, uh, looking at your little ESPN um, scores. So this week, we've got the Panthers up against the the Bunnies. I'm going to go the Panthers. I'm not sold on it. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on whether Latrell's in. Uh, I will probably very confidently tip him um, at home with a Latrell-less um, Souths. I mean, far out, they look bad. The Souths look, have looked good. Yes, so. Yeah, it, it, you're going against the grain. I think if you look at it in the tips, who's got the majority vote? Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, I know that uh, at the time of recording, um, Penrith are dollar sixty favourites, which I think is ludicrous. Um, so I'll be having some money on the South Plus line. Yeah, see, thirty five percent are on South. Okay, you know, that's, yeah, that's they're heavily backed. The Penrith Panthers. I'll probably tip them as well as at home. As will they I. Can't, they can't be as bad as they were last week, surely. The Eels up against the Sharkies. Yeah, um, I'm going to go at Combank. I'm going to I'm going to go with um, the Parramatta Eels. No Hines in the team. Um, you know, Trindle was pretty good last week. Moylan was rubbish, in my opinion. Um, I just think they they seem to get done up the middle by Moali. And um, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't their they lost so much troops and they were playing yeah. down players and they still dominated them in the middle. Um, they're a well coached side though, and I expect them to be ridden hard this week to bounce back. Um, but I'm going to go. They were they close in that game. They they ran with Melbourne in that game, and it was a hard sort of start to the year for the um, Eels. I think they'll um, right the wrong of last week um, back at, at home in Combank. I will also be taking the Parramatta Eels. Uh, the Scott Drinkwater uh, death riding game once again. Uh, the Broncos up against the Cowboys. This one. This That'd one's tied. Really yeah, this this be a game of the round. I'm probably going to lean with. The Broncos, I think. Yeah, we Reese Walsh is back. Yeah, that's he? that's why I think I think Reese Walsh, who will uh, outscore 
Scott Drinkwater, um, will will get them over the line. Yeah, I was really happy. I missed um, a, f- a few picks in, in a draft and I got uh, Reese Walsh. So I was feeling that he did get there for round one, but I'm going to bring him in this week and I'm going to tip the Broncos too. Very good. Uh, the next game, the Roosters up against the Warriors. I am tipping a Roosters bounce back. Same. Um, playing at this uh, Alliance. Yeah, I'm going to tip them. Um, I didn't think that the Warriors were that they got a win. Um, I think they were they looked improved. They probably looked better than the Roosters did last week, but I'm expecting a bounce back. The two dollar thirty six underdog Finns against the. Dollar fifty nine favorites in the in the Raiders. Sixty five percent of people in here. Sixty five are tipping the Dolphins. Sixty five percent. Wow. Okay. So the money is off. I don't know what's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll, we'll take I'm the Dolphins. The, we'll take the Dolphins. Look at the, back, look at the background here. I'm a bloody Raiders. I'm going the Raiders. I didn't tip the Raiders last week though. That was one of my shit four out of whatever score. Uh, I'm tipping the Raiders. I thought they were pretty good last week. Um, in the second half, I, I was really impressed. Um, you just tackled your ass off for 25 minutes, and I think every. Uh, let's let's finish our tips, and we'll talk on Joe Tarpening quickly as well. Um, I'm gonna go the Finns. You're gonna go the Raiders, of course. Uh, the yep. Storm up against the Doggies. I'm going to tip the storm. As, as will I. Not much more to say there. Oh, God. This this game is a, a game for the ages. The Tigers up against the Knights. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Tigers. Um, the, oh, I didn't, they didn't look great to me last week. <laughs> and that's what's putting me off captaining Adam Dewey. But uh, I will also take the Tigers. Um, the, oh, God. The Dragons against the Tigers. Uh, su- Sunday, Sunday footy is going to be fucking shocking to watch. Yeah. Uh, the um, Dragons against the Titans. I'm going to tip uh, the Dragons. Oof. Um, They're just the Dragons are one of those little um, unproven. Well, not no. Everyone always tips against them to start the year, um, and I reckon they'll just come out and hold on there uh, at Jubilee. I'm going to tip the Titans because they've got some kilometers in their legs, uh, and that's the only reason. So the, we have two differences this week. Um, yeah, so that'll be good. Okay, let's quickly touch on Joe Tarpany before we round up for the Knights. Um, I'm not worried. If if I was an owner, I wouldn't be worried. I mean tackled your ass off for about six sets in a row for about 25 minutes. And I think Ricky just in the heat was just trying to manage the best he could. Yeah, he was shitty about them playing at that time of the day. Um, and like, is Ricky Stewart ever happy, honestly? I don't think so. I've never seen too, too much footage of him happy. Um, look, I, I just think um, you're saying with Tino, he, it was a real bad score for Tino, wasn't it? Um, mm. But I think both of those guys are still going to be right up the pointy end. I would be very surprised if they're not. Sick above 60 this week, both of those guys. Yes, um, definitely. Uh, I think that too. I, I'm not too fussed about Joey Tarpany. I think he'll bounce back quite well. Uh, that's going to be the round two preview done. And Dust said you've been listening to the Dual Position podcast. Um, not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, what changes are you making in your squad um, this week? Because the only change I think I'm making is Turbo out and William Warbrick in. I think I'm going to leave VC and C on the same in terms of Cleary and Teddy. Yeah, well, I'm going to be pulling Carm Pereira out and I'm going to play Warbrick as well. Um, obviously, I've got to pull Turbo out as well. So I can choose between um, Mowali, Jackson Ford, um, go Ben Murdoch, Masilla. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah we didn't mention uh, anyone that took a punt on Ben Murdoch, Masilla was rewarded. Um, Wacko Whispers tweeted last week that Jackson Bird would come back and play lock, which opened up a bench spot. And yeah, Ben, uh, an edge spot, and Murdoch, Masilla took it. So. I think in your team, probably Jackson Ford. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he looks like the one that might get the the biggest minutes. Um, it is a hard matchup, you know, for them. Um, but that probably, he, he does a bit of work. He doesn't mind put, putting a tackle in. And I think he'll probably score 50 or 45, 50 as, as a minimum. So I just want a safety pick, obviously, um, you know, this week, just to consolidate having to take a, a big piece like Turbo out. So... Um, and and who knows what Ben Murdoch-Maxilla is going to do and who knows what kind of... Mo Ali only got 30-something minutes last week, so I don't feel confident enough to go one of those guys. Yeah, I think Jackson Ford. For me, it's William Warbrick that's coming in for Turbo. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, but I've been the coach of the Ramsey Rehabs, been joined by SC Adrianosaurus, coach of the Rapana Bananas, who is on the sideline for three weeks. Um, well, I mean, he is banana. I'm Rapana Rama. He's bananas, though. And uh, I'm going to change my name next year because he's too <laughs> much of a liability. I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Lovely. Uh, guys, we will see you same time next week. We'll do it all again uh, when uh, hopefully I see some green arrows. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, quickly, I probably should give a shout out because 
Uh, Bet with Joel is our major sponsor, and we have the the group code that uh, is rewarding nearly four thousand uh, dollars worth of prize money. Uh, if you're not in that league, then jump into the code. It's on the screen. Uh, this is our dual position podcast one nine triple eight one three. But in terms of the four thousand dollar overall prize. Uh, the Hudson Hornets, uh, Taylor, uh, he scored, he or she, uh, scored a 13-39. Far out. Uh, and they are, they are leading, uh, and they are leading by, fuck, they're leading by nearly 90 points after one week. So One week? After one week. So uh, Taylor okay. is in Taylor's in the box seat to collect that uh, Big Players Club package, proudly uh, given to us by Bet With Joel. Um, but, uh, yeah, so make sure you check out Bet With Joel. Uh, links are in the, in the description. Uh, but yeah, that's going to end it for this week and we will see you back same time next week. Good luck, coaches. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.